every time that word will come to me, it's not by might, it is not by power, but by my spirit. What is might and what is power? You know, people, people when, when you talk about power, you're talking about ability. Might is talking about strength. Power, you're talking about influence. Some people, it could be social influence. It could be religion influence. Religion influence. It could be, you know, academic. It could be finances. It could be a leadership influence. Whatever it might be. He said to them, he said, it is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. This thing that you are trying to build, that is that this opposition is coming against you. You you can be strong in yourself. You can have all the all the plans in place. You can have all your T's crossed and your eyes dotted. You can have all the leadership, you know, seminars and all all the skills and organizational skills. And you are someone that people even look up to. But God is saying to you, it is not by might. It is not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. If you are going to get anywhere. So, verse 7 of Zechariah chapter 4. What are you? So now because he has established it that it is not by might, it is not by power, but by my spirit. Now you cannot arise and say, what are you, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? You will become a plain. It is only by the Spirit that we can make that declaration. This is how I, I whenever that word comes back to me, I say, Lord, I lay down everything, every might that I have. I lay down every power that I have so that it might be by your Spirit. And every single time it works out. Because when the Spirit of God takes over, it makes all things new. It gives direction. He leads you. He's our advocate. He's our counselor. You know, he's the one that he, he teaches our spirit. He teaches us. When we don't even know what to pray about or how to pray, he teaches us. He helps us. But many times because we have done things over and over again, we feel like we, we've got a handle on it. But this year, if you are going to make any headway, if I am going to make any headway in 24, it's going to have to be by his spirit, not by power, not by might. So it says, what are you, O great mountain before Zerubbabel? You will become plain. Remember, this mountain was standing before him for 18 good years through the reign of two different kings. Maybe they've gone to the parliament. They've tried all the different kind of things. They've tried to appease the king. They've tried to appease the people, seek counsel. Now God is saying, if this was my project to begin with. It's now by might, not by power. It's got to be by my spirit. So he said that then he will bring forth the capstone, which means like the chief cornerstone, right? The cornerstone, not the chief cornerstone. The cornerstone accompanied by shout of grace, grace to it. So you have the cornerstone and you have the capstone. The, the capstone is the like the last stone. You know, this will be after completion, completion. So God is saying that you, if only you will lay down your might, you will lay down your power and let it be by my spirit, that which it looks like you will not accomplish, you will get it done. You, not only would you lay the first foundation, but you will put the capstone on it. And what will you be shouting? Grace! Grace! Because grace comes from you. 
Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. So uh, just a couple more uh, points now that we established uh, where we got that scripture from. In the book, in, in Genesis chapter 1, I want to say again, uh, you know, the, what we are talking about is bought by my spirit. So in Genesis chapter 1, we see how even this plays a role in creation. The Bible says, and everybody, you can recite after me, right? You can recite with me. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. This used to be one of those uh, scripture verses uh, back home. You have to learn it in Bible, in BK, if you if you did BK back home, right? Or, you know, Genesis chapter 1 is a very popular scripture verse. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Where am I going here? The Spirit of God was there in the beginning to make creation possible. If you read that verse again, it says, In the beginning God created heaven and the earth, and the earth was with, without form. It was formless. It was void. There was darkness over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering. And then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. When I was reading that verse again this morning, I began to see that everything that God created from then on, they were created from inside of that void and formless situation. It was not bringing anything from heaven. It was creating them. It was picking them forth. Out, they were coming. You know, the the dry ground came out. The vegetation came out. The water, the fish, everything came out. So if the Spirit of God was not there, it was just formless, it was just void. So much potential was there laying dormant until God said, let there be light. But that, that cannot happen without, but by my Spirit. You know, many times we say, I cannot do anything without you, O Lord. But is that true? Yeah, many things we do without him. We go ahead and do our thing, and then we put his name on top of it. We say, Lord, I, oh, I thank you, God, for this wonderful thing you have done. But if we are going to, to have any lasting success, any meaningful success in 2024, it is going to not be by might or by power, but by his spirit. Um, I was, again, this morning when I was meditating, meditating these, these things just popped up in my spirit and I could, I could feel the pain within me. Can you imagine, you know, this uh, past Saturday, not yesterday, the last Saturday was uh, our wedding anniversary. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I remember that morning, uh, my dear husband, he had written what he wanted to put on social media. And I was in the kitchen and he read it to me. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is so beautiful. Thank you so much. And immediately it came to my mind, like how many people put stuff on social media about their wife, about their husband, about their parents, that they cannot even look that person in the, in the face and read it to them. But they get accolades. Oh, this is such a doting, doting husband. This is such a, a, a wonderful child. But everybody on social media knows you as a, as a good child, except the Except that parent, 
Everybody knows you as a good husband, except that wife, or knows you as a good wife, except that husband. Anyway, I have to put that out there. So, how does this relate? <laughs> you know, sometimes we, we, when we come to the open, we begin to, to, to shabbat the Lord. Oh Lord, I worship you. Holy Spirit of the living God. Oh, you are good. Your mercy. Oh, you are so wonderful. I cannot live life without you. Everybody is hearing us say him, say that to him in the open. But in the secret place, he has never had a word of that from our lips. Some people use him. Maybe you have a message, you have you, you have to preach a message, you have to lead people in prayer, you have to do something, and you say, Oh God, please don't let me, don't let me be put to shame. I don't want shame. Please, for your sake, for the sake of your people, please come when I when I pray that, that you should come and help me. Please help me, teach me. And once you are done with that assignment, that's it until another invitation comes. You can imagine how a woman or a man will feel if someone does that to them. When everybody else sees you, that, oh, you are such a lovely person. But that that, that is even, that is insult upon injury when people do that. So, and it hurts the heart of God. So we have to, in this coming year, we have to begin to come closer to the Holy Spirit. We have to begin to acknowledge him. We have to begin to develop that friendship, that relationship with him, knowing that it is not by might, it is not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. All right? Now, um, I'm, I'm going to wrap up with this. With Since it's Christmas time, let's talk about Mary very briefly. In the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 31, the Bible tells us that the angel of God came to Mary. Again, I was with the young, my young friends yesterday and I was telling them that we were reading this place together and we were looking like the angel, Mary is just home. We were actually acting it out, right? Like we were, we were role playing. Like, okay, the angel came to Mary and he said, oh, you are the blessed one of the Lord. The Lord is with you. You are highly favored. And I'm reading from book of Luke chapter 1 verse 29 now. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. You know, the way we always thought about this, Mary was so startled. She was scared that, oh, an angel came to me. But when we read it, it's, it's, it's almost as if having an angelic visitation was normal to her. But the, the manner of greetings, like, oh, last time you, you said something, but this one is, what kind of greeting is this? What manner of greeting is this? What, what, what is it that I'm expecting? But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. My brother, my sister, have you found favor with God? If you have found favor with God, listen to this. He says, you will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the son of the most high. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. This is Mary's question. She, she, you know, it's almost like this is uh, almost, you know, it's an unusually usual situation for her. You know, she knows the Lord. She knows about angelic visitations. But this greetings is, is different. She said, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin, 
This is where I'm going. Verse 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So, you know, many times we talk about the, the story of Christmas. Many times we don't focus on the part of the Holy Spirit in this story. He said, this is how you're going to, because Mary said, how will this be? I mean, virgin said, this is how it's going to happen. The Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And then the Holy One will be born within you. You know, what's it? And then Mary began to ask, to ask questions. And the angel said to, him, to her in verse 34, what seemed impossible? To God, to, to man. He said, nothing. Mary said, how will this be? Since I am a virgin, this is impossible. For with God, nothing, nothing shall be impossible. This is uh, uh, in verse 37. Say, for no word from God would ever fail. With God, nothing shall be impossible. In another version, I like how he says it. Mary said, see, I know no man. You know, instead of saying, I don't, I'm a virgin. He said, I don't know any man. I've never known any man. Are you going into this new year and you you are that one? You don't have anyone. You don't have any godfather, any godmother. You don't have any, any, any physical helper in sight. The angel of the Lord is saying, he said to Mary, he said, you are highly favored and blessed of the Lord. And no word of God will ever fail. And I was saying to my friend, I said, do you know that that was not the last time that God sent an angel to deliver a message for his people? Do you know that God is still looking for Mary is out there? There are so many things that God still wants to do on earth. Are you available? Can you be a Mary of this generation? We are going into 2024. Is your womb available to birth great things? for the kingdom of God. Yes, Jesus is born. Another Jesus will never be born. If anybody says there's a Jesus born somewhere, run. You know that's the spirit of the Antichrist. So that's not what I'm saying there. But God is still bringing out great things. God is still sending out messages. God is still looking for, for, for people to use to carry out his plan on earth. Would you make yourself available? You know, and at this junction, I know that we, we we usually give an opportunity for people to come to know the Lord. As you are there today, and all of this is just mystery to you, it's just not making sense. It looks like some faraway story that has nothing to do with our time today. Are you out there celebrating Christmas? You have your Christmas tree up, your boxes are all packed up, they're neatly wrapped and everything. But the one thing you are missing is the reason. Another analogy I gave to, to my friend, my young friend again on Wisdom Kate, I said to them, how will you feel if someone gives you a beautiful gift? It's big. The wrapping is so beautiful that you don't even want to take away the wrapping paper because it was so nicely done. But then when you open it, it's just full of junk, things that you cannot use. That is what celebrating Christmas without the Christ, that is what it, it looks like. It is meaningless. Jesus came 
so that we can be restored back to God. When he was born in the manger, just like we read here, even his mom knew that this child that I'm conceiving is going to, to be given his life for the sake of people. And she willingly yielded herself. Jesus came, he knew that he was coming not to live a long life for and, and get to retirement age. He knew that he had a short time and he knew he was coming to die. And yet he left all his glory and he came to earth to die just for you, just for me. And all he's asking for us, especially in this season is, oh, it's good that you are giving gifts, but the greatest gift of all is your heart. The greatest gift that anyone can give is their heart. And that is what he is asking for today. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He has everything. He, he is the, you know, he is the God. All things were made by him and for him. So there is nothing that we can give him that to impress him. One thing that he's asking for is your heart. Are you in, the, in, a, in a situation today that everything looks like it's just so confusing? You don't know what to do with your life. 2023 is going to an end and you are, you are scared. You don't know what is coming on in the coming year. He is saying to you, come and I will walk beside you. I will hold your hand. Give me your heart and I will lead you through. And this is all you have to, to, to do. You just need to remember that all I have seen, we, are, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God has made a provision. You know, we were, we were all destined to, 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 to hell, to destruction because of the nature of sin that is in us. Everybody had it. Everybody has it. The only people that have escaped that nature are those that have given their heart to God. And that can be you today. So just know that. Recognize that there is no way you can be perfect before God. But God has made a way through Jesus, whom we are celebrating his birth this Christmas. Believe in your heart that he came, not just because he, he wants to do something else, but he came for you. And confess to him and say, Lord, I know I am a sinner. I know that I have not lived right. 2023, I look back. I have so many great things. I want to do better. But I have noticed that of my own self, I just make a mess of everything every time I try. I am, I am ready to stop trying by might, by power. Let your spirit help me. And the only way the Holy Spirit can come in you is when you open the door of your heart and say, Jesus, come into my heart. When you say that, his spirit will come into you. And you will become, you become born again. You be, become a member of the family of God. Your life will be changed. All these that we are celebrating will actually begin to make sense in your life. I don't know if you are here today and you want to do that. And just say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for coming into the world to die for my sin. I am sorry that I have not I, I, that I have not recognized you, that I have not acknowledged you, that I have lived life my own way. Today I ask you that you will forgive me my sins, that you will wash me so that what you came to do in the world can actually be meaningful in my life. Please come into my heart and be my Lord. 
I give myself to you and let your Holy Spirit come and fill me up and help me to live my life by your Spirit. When you do that, the Bible says that you have become born again. And one thing I want to tell you, the Bible says if we live by the Spirit, we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Meaning, if we live by the Spirit, since we are talking about God by my Spirit, if we live by the Spirit, all those things that you are struggling with, they will begin to lose their hold. They will begin to lose their power on you. You will see yourself rising above them. You will see things that were difficult for you to stop doing, they begin to fall off of you. I pray that that will be your testimony today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you.